from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome back to the Jack and Spike Show. The next Republican debate has been canceled. As Nikki Haley says, no one else is going, I'm not going. Which is kind of weird, because she would win that debate if she just showed up. (laughs) Overdraft fees could drop to $3 based on a new Biden proposal. This is good news. And also, we're going to do a little bit of spin room, because Trump gave an hour-long speech, and they gave another one, and I didn't want to sit through an hour of Trump. I don't think you need to. I think you already know what the guy's going to say. I was actually thinking this morning about campaign slogans, because I think, you know, the rhetoric keeps getting dialed up. Yeah. In, in, yes. You know, this it's got to be a revolution. Mm-hmm. There's going to be we got we got to make change. You got Joe Biden saying democracy is on the line. Right? Yeah. 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 And then you've got Donald Trump saying that your country is on the line. Where's it going to be in six months? I was thinking to myself. Oh, and then I thought to myself that the Trump campaign should probably just skip all of the steps and just go right to Trump 2024 campaign slogan. You are going to die. <laughs> Trump or death. <laughs> right. I like this. Yeah. I think because if you think about it, and all, all they have to do is they just take the the scene from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when the when the what the 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 the, the roof is coming down with the on spikes on it, spikes yeah, on yeah. with him in short round, yeah. and he says, "We are going to die," and we just take that scene. Only it's Donald Trump. I think that that would be really great because that way we're skipping all the steps in between and you really get the message across that you're trying to have. And then Joe Biden's conversely will be they are going to kill you. Right. And then we can just (laughs) we can just skip all the hyperbole and just really get down to brass tacks here because these campaign slogans are kind of a little mid. They're a little mid. Laura, what do you think about this? It's got generational appeal, right? They're going to kill you. It's a pretty good campaign slogan, right? Yeah. It's got the scare tactic factor. <laughs> scare tactics. Sure. You won't have a country left was was good. It's okay. But it, it didn't get him over the finish line. You are going, going to, die to die is a much yeah. right. I and mean, maybe, yeah, grab my face between your hands and shake me a little bit. <laughs> yes, exactly. So uh, speaking of people who will not be president in any time soon, Nikki Haley said that she's only going to participate in the next debate if Donald Trump participates in the debate. Ron DeSantis wasn't even going to show up, which is kind of interesting. It was supposed to be put on by ABC News, and they released a statement saying, we understand in the fluctuations post-Iowa caucus that there may or may not have been a debate. Nikki Haley says if Trump is not there, I'm not going to be there, so there will be no debate, which is kind of Weird, but also good for me because then I don't have to listen to a bunch of like neoliberal talking points from people who just want to maintain the status quo and ensure that their donors get a return on their investment. So I will say, though, that I I am a little sad to see Vivek leave. A little sad. Leave the race, you think? Yeah. A little sad. A little sad because, like, you know, there's nothing I like more than watching a, a big pharma tech bro who keeps his money in offshore bank accounts in Bermuda walk around and tell people that he's a man of the people. You know what I mean? There's nothing I like mm. more. Well, how will you feel about him telling you that Donald Trump's a man of the people? Because don't trust me when I tell you, you're probably going to see more Vivek in the next eight months 
than you have in the last well, eight months. Donald he's, for come, he's about to come the surrogate. Yeah, well, I mean, Donald Trump is as much of a man of the people as Joe Biden is a man of the people. You know what I'm saying? These are not people who understand. I am a man of the people. You truly are. I live with the people. Yeah. These people don't live with people. These people hate people, right? <laughs> this is why they have they got all this money, so they don't have to be around other people, right? Care. That's based. And it kind of uh-huh. makes me sad uh-huh. just because, you know, Vivek, I'll miss making fun of him. I'll miss making fun of his crazy ideas, and I'm sad to see him go because, you know, he was just a, it's always fun to have a fascist in the mix that you can make fun of, and sure. now he's gone. And I, that, I'm telling you, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's about to hit the trail. <sighs> yeah, he'll probably hit the trail for Trump, and then he'll probably get a sweet job at Newsmax. It, so, I it's cra- a winning strategy it is. for Trump. <laughs> is, is, am I crazy in thinking that Nikki Haley has a shot in New yes, Hampshire? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Well, I mean, she might get New Hampshire because people in New Hampshire don't like Donald Trump. But well, well, uh, well, so if she wins New Hampshire and then goes on and, and wins, doesn't matter South Carolina, doesn't matter. Then the runaway nominee, presumptive nominee, has lost two of the first four. Doesn't matter. Okay. It's going to be Trump. It, even if I guarantee, even if Haley got all these, all the delegates or whatever it mm-hmm. is, it's going to be Trump. Because if it's Haley, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Haley's got a track record of basically being a, a neoliberal swamp creature, mm-hmm. and she will lose. Right? I mean, this is not really Did the. That, Hurt Trump the last time being a neoliberal swamp creature? No, because he didn't have a record last time. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'll tell you someone who does have a record, though. President Joe Biden has proposed this idea that they're going to limit at the federal level how much banks can charge for an overdraft fee. Now, when I was in my 20s, the overdraft fee was the bane of my existence. It was the phantom always lingering in the background because back then we didn't have online banking. So you'd have your debit card, and you'd think to yourself, "Do I have twenty dollars on this in this account?" Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Let's, go let's roll the dice. Right. Is this? Yay! Toilet paper. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! I've been there. When I was poor, the the overdraft fee was a killer because then a five dollar purchase ended up being a thirty dollar purchase. Exactly right. And so the Biden administration is coming out and they're saying it should be about three dollars, right? So if you overdraft, the fee should be three dollars. I think that that's fair. I think that overdraft fees disproportionately affect people who uh, are low income. And so $3 seems a lot more fair. It was like a, you know, some of these uh, banks, they have up to a $40 overdraft fee. The average is 26 bucks nationwide. Last year, banks made $7 billion in overdraft fees. And what Biden says, the what financial protection, uh, consumer financial protection board Mm -hmm. says, okay, banks, you can charge people what it costs you to pay out a bounce check. Right. What, what are the, it doesn't cost you twenty nine dollars. Doesn't cost you thirty nine dollars. It costs you three. So you can bill the customer that three bucks. That seems fair. Sure. I don't know if anybody that could push back against this. I don't really know. I guess it's almost like. Do you remember when Senator Howley proposed this idea? I thought it was a really great idea. That they stormed the Capitol and he raised his fist. Close, close. It was the idea. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It was. It was limiting high interest rate credit cards. Yes. He, talked, yes. he had this I- really great idea where he was saying people should not be able to take out a, a credit card that's got 25, 30% interest. Right. He goes, this is predatory and it's insane. Now he was lambasted by many of his GOP colleagues, largely because a lot of them are indebted to these banks that have 20 to 30% interest rates. But that is a policy when we think about government, which is very good policy, mm-hmm. keeping a business in check when you, it's the same thing with these check cashing places, very predatory. Oh, the payday loan places. Payday yeah, loan yes. places, oh, very, predatory. very predatory. And I understand we all like to be free market capitalists. I like being free market capitalists. And yet at the same time, 
you have to think to yourself, is a business model that is predicated on someone else's ignorance of finances, is that a good, healthy community for us to have? Is that a good business community for us to have? If somebody is going into medical debt and the only person that will give them a credit card is someone who's going to charge them 25% interest month over month, that's predatory. It's bad. It's a form of debt slavery. I'm not in favor of it, which is why I sided with Josh Howley, despite the fact that he ran from the uh, the capital like a coward. Yeah, yeah he did. He, he ran, ran so fast. He, faster, did, he did the 100-yard dash faster than Usain Bolt. That's a fact. <laughs> he actually broke the Olympic record as he was running out of the Senate Hall. Did you see that footage? It's on film, he, yeah. He, he ran so fast that it was like an Acme cartoon where his head was stayed still, but his body went forward, and then they caught up with each other. It was amazing Didn't to Mike see. Johnson want to blur that? Before they he, released all the yeah, footage, was to blur Josh Hawley's face. But, yeah, but the the amazing part about that is that right behind Howley, you can see Ted Cruz is actually running so fast that his legs are moving like wheels. Oh around him, yeah, just yeah. Like, it's actually really amazing <laughs> to see. So uh, we were going to do a little bit of spin room today because I decided to not watch either of Trump's speeches the other day because they're both like an hour long, mm. and I it's just like I can only handle so much of former President Donald Trump. Largely because I despise neoliberalism and the lies that come from that political philosophy and the lies that he sells conservatives, which I find to be detrimental and bad. I, I, I just hate reruns. <laughs> I do. And, and it's, it's, it's becoming a lot you, you of mean, that. You don't go back and watch a little bit of the Jeffersons every so often? Um, yeah, Sanford and I, I, Yeah, the, the classics I do. A little bit the, of I Love yeah, Lucy. The classics I, I will I watch. I can't get in. I, if yeah. I Love Lucy comes on, I will watch all two hours of that special. But let's do a little bit of spin room. This is... The Spin Room. Spin Room. So Spike and I, the way the game is played is like this. Because we know so much about politics, we already know the talking points of many different political sides. Mm -hmm. Republican, Democrat, whatever, socialist, fascist. So we will try to guess with our big wrinkly brains what was said during these speeches. Lore will set it up for us. Uh, if we both get it, you get a point. Whoever gets the most points wins. And then if it's a tie, I automatically win. I don't write the rules, Laura. I just follow the rules. Thank you so much. <laughs> hey, man. Like Vegas, the house rules apply. Right. Exactly. So what's the first? Uh, All right. Here? So Trump called for something at the beginning of his uh, Iowa caucus victory speech. What was it? And Ooh. I'll give you a hint. It was a little unexpected. Ooh, Mr. O'Neill, I feel like age before beauty here, my friend. This I hate is what I'm thinking. I, I, I got to disqualify myself on this particular question. Oh, because I, I I didn't watch the speech, but I saw a little bit of recap and the call for unity. Uh, you okay. know, which which really because your clue told me what I need to know. Something he never calls for, very mm. out of character. Okay, so I'm gonna bow out. Okay, I probably shouldn't have gone first then. Okay, point goes to me, and uh, let's just say I automatically won that round because what did he say, Laura? I really think this is time now for everybody, our country, to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems. I, you know, come on, I mean, ferret head. He, I, I, I mean, Spike. I really wanted to hear what the man had sorry, to say. Sorry. Said, I was. I wanted to come together you, more yeah, by you, the Beatles. You're doing the Beatles for some reason. Come I'm not together. sure why. Together. Come together. All right. right okay. Well, all right. Let's Here get into come the next old one. Comb over. He come. <laughs> all right. So, uh, how did Trump spin his felony charges, court appearances, Ooh. and election interference trial? Okay. So he often says that he's being targeted by the DOJ. So I know he's going to. 
hit that, but he's also going to refer to it probably as Biden's DOJ, even though like half of them are his appointees, which is really, really interesting. And then I also think that he's going to say that like something along the lines of this is unprecedented in American history. You sure you haven't seen? Watch this. I'm, 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 I hand to God, I've not seen this. That's what I think he's going to say. You know the man. I know the man. I, I, I know the game. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I could add to this. He may, he, he'll call it Biden's DOJ, as Jack said. You're okay. completely right. Yeah. Um, election, I call it election interference. <laughs> that's what I think that's what he'll say. All right. Say. What does right, he say? Let's give it a go. The Biden indictment trials, you know, I, I, this is the only person this ever happened before, but I go to a lot of courthouses because of Biden because they're using that for election interference. Oh, Mr. O'Neill. things like election, and I don't know if you know, but they did polls tonight on the election of 2020. Do you believe it was... Honest or not, 82% said, 82% said it was not. And we can't have that, Chairman. We can't have that. You can't have a situation like that. So uh, I think that's what you meant. We're going to straighten out our elections. We're going to do a lot of great things. We're going to try and go to paper ballots as soon as possible. You know what's Voter funny? ID. It's funny about him talking about the ballot problem. Yeah, do you yeah. know how the caucus was collecting uh, ballots? Did you guys see this? No uh, way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Paper <laughs> it was, ballots. It was pa- QR code. It was, paper, <laughs> it ballots. was paper ballots that they were putting into shopping bags, like paper no. bags. Oh, yeah. yeah. They passed the bag up and down the aisle. <laughs> no. Complete security. So like a, yeah. uh, like a church? Yes. Yeah, yeah pretty. Well, so, one, and, one caucus had popcorn buckets. Yeah. It was really very secure in so many ways. Shake your sleeve out. Right. And I go back to the sink. <laughs> Trump says the election was stolen from him in 2020, and if they did it, why can't they do it again this time and do it better? Generally, when people do things one time, they refine it the second time that they do it. And right. if it was That's so, what, yeah. if it was so unbelievably easy in 2020, why wouldn't they do it again? Why is he even running if he knows that they're going to cheat? None of this makes any sense. Anyway, let's continue. All right, so Vivek made a special appearance during Trump's New Hampshire speech uh, after endorsing him. He rattled off a laundry list of truths that they're fighting for. Mm. Um, I want a rapid fire uh, between both of you of (laughs) can you guess most of these just like one or two okay. Republican Party talking point the, the, the issues. He's going to hit that the truth is, is that Joe Biden is ruining this country. Mm-hmm. He's going to he's going to say something along the lines of like truth is that we're all beholden to God. He's going to do some religious thing. Ooh, good. I think the truth is we have to close the border because Democrats are bringing in voters. Right. Bringing in voters yeah. as we speak. No, we open borders, no country. And he's also probably going to say the truth is that something along the lines of like Donald Trump is the only person who can save save us okay. from? I think the truth is that we have a, a, a what's it called dual justice system a two justice two tier justice two tier justice system mm-hmm. right well, um, the, the corrupt Department of Justice corrupt yeah. but corruption 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 that's what I think okay yeah. uh, bonus point can you guess the millennial slang term that he uses right Ooh, off the top it's gotta be it can't be cap can't be capping because that's too that's too, a little too hip <laughs> a little bit too hip Carringe, two syllables no no, no. I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna say that he's probably gonna say Riz I think he's going to talk about Trump's okay. Riz. Okay. That's going to be my guess. All, All right. right. Here we go. There are two genders in this country. <laughs> How'd I Period. miss that? That How is the I truth. Miss? How'd I miss that? Oh. Fossil fuels are a requirement for human prosperity. Oh. Drill, frack, 
burn coal, embrace nuclear energy. Okay. Reverse racism is racism. An open border is not a border. Parents determine the education of their children. Can we pause it really quick? The nuclear family is the... You know how I know Vivek is not a smart man? There is no such thing as reverse racism. There is only racism. Reverse racism is a wokeism from like the mid 2000s. If there, because the implication in reverse racism implies that other people cannot be racist. But if we look at the conception of racism as a mm-hmm. concept, it is solely the belief in a hierarchy between races. This guy is an idiot. I know I'm not supposed to call people <laughs> names or whatever. You're telling me that that man is worth four hundred million dollars, and he's saying reverse racism unironically. Is there is only racism, dog. Like what a fool he is. I'm probably going to get in trouble for that, but that doesn't matter. What a fool he is to say this. I, I, I am embarrassed for him as a human being. All right, you, all right, onward, uh, onward. All right, up, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, we got the greatest of- form of governance known to mankind. Capitalism lifts us up from poverty. I didn't get there any. There are of these. three branches of government in the United States, not four. And the U.S. Uh, Constitution is the strongest and greatest guarantor of freedom in human history. That is the truth. What a fool he is. We fight for the truth. You know what I think is interesting is that he probably missed a couple of really easy layups that you guys (laughs) nailed. (laughs) I'm just saying that I don't, the reason that the man gets under my skin so much is that we all agree that big money in politics is bad. Everybody agrees on this. Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, progressive, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And you have this guy who comes in. And he says, yeah, big money in politics is bad. Hey, I'm big money, and I'm going to get into politics, <laughs> and I'm going to cut sweet deals for all my friends from Harvard. This is, uh, you want to talk about Manchurian candidate? Yeah. It's Vivek through and through, 100%. And the fact that Vivek has been anti-vax and talking about how the COVID vaccine causes your heart to explode, and then he goes up and he hugs Donald Trump, the guy who orchestrated Operation Warp Speed, it's like how many contradictions can exist in one little teeny tiny man? It Polling was very insane. consistent. The more Republicans saw of him, the less they liked him. <laughs> there you go. Based. Based. Unbelievably And based. the crowd chanted VP, VP, Please, VP, no. I can't VP. handle they that. Did. They did. They chanted VP, We didn't get to the hats. We didn't get to the hats. I wanted to talk about the hats at the... Okay, at the caucus. Well, do you, you want one? Do you want a hat? You'll see them. You'll you have to earn this hat. Well, I, we should talk about it. It's coming up. I wanted to be a I wanted to be a caucus captain. Yeah. In Washington State for Donald Trump because I wanted that sweet hat. And now gold, I, with the gold with the braid. gold braid. Yeah. I'm upset. When we get back, there's a an intellectual, international intellectual who's beloved by millions, tens of millions, changed lives through his writing. And he's about to lose his license because Canada doesn't like the things he says. We'll talk about it. When we get back right after this. I'm a law and order kind of girl. Or based. If Wilbur from Charlotte's Web couldn't keep kids off the bacon, what is Esther going to do? I'm a free speech kind of girl. I enjoy free speech. I you think do. That it's great. Yeah. And I also recognize that speech has consequences. It's it's just kind of one of the things that happens, right? You say something that people don't like, and they say, hey, please don't say that. And sometimes you're in a profession where if you say something, people say, hey, please don't say that. So one of the most foremost intellectuals of the last, oh, I don't know, 10 years, 
Dr. Jordan Peterson, if you've never heard of him before, I have no idea what rock you're living under, but it must be pretty comfortable. Uh, I, I know the name, but I'm not really sure why he's famous. So he's famous because he came out against a bill, this Canadian Bill C-16, which included trans people as a protected class under Canadian federal law. Okay. And he thought that it was uh, totalitarian and he thought that it was regulating free speech. Basically what it said was, hey, please don't be rude to trans people. And he said, you're not going to tell me what I can and can't say, which is a very kind of curmudgeon thing to do. And then he later wrote a book called 12 Rules for Life. And then he was picked up by the Daily Wire, which is a very conservative organization. Uh, now I understand why. And he everywhere. used to give very thoughtful lectures about the Bible and philosophy and Nietzsche and Tolstoy. Okay, so he's well-read, well-spoken. Uh, but his, his issue is that he is uh, very anti-trans. And he is also very outspoken when he has different opinions about things. And the okay. issue with that is that he is a licensed psychologist. And so he is regulated by a, the body of the College of Psychologists of Ontario. They have give, given him his license to practice as a yeah, psychologist. And they've got guidelines and standards. They have guidelines and standards. Okay, as, as they have the right and should do. As yeah. anybody does, yes, right? Yeah. Physicians have standards. Hey, teachers, our boss upstairs tells us what we should and shouldn't be doing. Right, exactly my point. So uh, the problem is, is that Professor Peterson, for about the time span of about two and a half years, tweeted out several things which were in violation of the College of Psychologists of Ontario. And they asked him many times to please not do that, and he refused. And so then they said, we would like you to have uh, take some courses on social media because you can't tell somebody that they should kill themselves. Please don't call people ugly. And also, please don't release private medical documents on your Twitter page. Now, for even more clarification on that, he was debating with some random person on Twitter and they, they were arguing with him about climate change, to which he responded with, you're free to leave anytime you want to, basically insinuating that they could kill themselves. Does Ooh. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. He said that the, the model Lumi knew, he referred to her as not beautiful because she was on the cover of Sports Illustrated because she's a plus-size model. I remember this, yeah. He also decided to release a list of complaints that were made against him by former clients on Twitter which is a violation of the regulations that the college okay. has for its psychologists because that's private medical information. Mm. So he came out and he lost his case today in Canada's highest court of appeals. Basically, he was saying, I refuse to be, quote unquote, reeducated. And the court of appeals said, the board that has licensed you has regulations. We don't have anything to say on this matter, which is not uncommon being that it's a, an, a private governing board. Does that make sense? Absolute sense, yeah. So you can think about this in another way. Imagine if a teacher, let's just say hypothetically, who worked for a local school district, let's call it Chief South, they were tweeting out and they referred to somebody as ugly. They told a student that who was concerned about, oh, I don't know, climate change and the fact that we have only one Earth. They said, well, you're free to leave anytime you want to. And then they released private information of students at the school that they went to People would understand, well, let's have them learn about the regulations and the ethics that go into that profession. I looked into it. Jordan Peterson is saying that they're sending him to a re-education camp. That's what he says. Right. Do you know what, the, do you know what they actually wanted him to do? They wanted him to watch six 30-minute videos 
on proper etiquette as a physician on social media. That's it. Six 30-minute videos and then speak to another professional about how he could conduct himself better in a more doctorly way on the Internet. That's not crazy. That's not free speech. That's not fascism. That's, hey, you're you're a licensed psychologist who hasn't seen any patients for seven years, but that's besides the point. And there are standards that we have as a licensing board. My ex has her different certifications, different licenses, whatever it is, because she works in clinical work. They all have the same regulations, and he is making hay while the sun is shining, crying all the way home, talking about how he wants all the people on the board to resign and how he wants uh, them to all apologize to him because he's not going to go to a re-education camp, meaning that he's not going to sit down in his home office and watch six HR videos on why he shouldn't say that fat people are ugly because <laughs> as a doctor, it makes the board look bad. So let, let me let me clear up a couple of things I'm not, not clear about. He is He's making his living by trading on his expertise as a doctor as, as a doctor correct right yeah. and the board now is asking him to adhere to the same standards and guidelines they would ask of any doctor any physician anybody correct. they would that would seek their certification yeah correct and he's crying that it's an infringement upon his free speech correct he he wants to be a big media guy he, he wants to be global he does in his opinion and his earning potential from that oh, by yes, saying he does. he's a doctor that knows what he's talking about right with by by but dismissing the standards doctors should be held to right i guess an, another thought would be you know like there's a there's a doctor that i follow on youtube he's uh he's he's into alternative covid treatments but at the at the clinical level so okay. but he's not like an ivermectin hydroxychloroquine guy not like the guy from idaho who can't practice in washington no. because he <laughs> no. right because no. he was pushing misinformation okay he, he is more so in the vein of therapies and alternative treatments okay and it's really just interesting information because i've got a robot brain and i want to take it all in some people could say that he's a quote-unquote criminal physician, right? Some people could say that he's spreading misinformation. Some people could say that. Okay. The licensing board has received several complaints against him. He's passed every time okay. because he's not. Because the regulatory board that gave him his license is saying, no, he's he's operating within our standards. It's totally acceptable. So when, when Jordan Peterson goes around and says, my free speech, my free speech, or whatever it is, what they're basically asking him to do is, you can have opinions Please don't be so mean and so crass and so terse when it comes to minority women and and trans people. And he has chosen to say that he is being attacked by fascists, which is maybe the most cry bully, cringe inducing. You know what I mean? It is yeah, no, so, I completely I hear you. You want to go around, you want to say that Elliot Page is a criminal physician, blah, 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 blah. You want to go around, you want to tell people they could kill themselves. You want to release private <sighs> medical information. It's just at a certain point in time, you go like, hey, guy, like you, you've probably come in a little unhinged with the whole fame thing. You might want to take it down about a thousand notches. And, right? and you have the freedom to say all those things, but not call yourself a certified doctor if you ah, do. I mean, this, you it's go. not an infringement of, infringement of his free speech. He's free to say whatever he wants, but right. not if he wants to call himself a certified physician. No stupid questions. 888-973-5476 is the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. Shoot us a text. Hey, why aren't you guys talking about this? You guys should talk about the border. What about this thing with the Houthi rebels? We answer all kinds of questions in the upcoming segment. Again, you want to ask us a question? 888-973-5476 There are no stupid questions. There are only stupid answers. Ah yes, Mozart. No stupid questions. So many questions here. 
So many of them about politics. Someone says, thank you, Jack, for mentioning Senator Bernie Sanders. What in the heck is that rascal up to that days, these days? Well, he's doing a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, I, I had this thought many, many years ago, but I'll share it with you now. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with Senator Sanders on a lot of his policy prescriptions. Okay. However, comma, I think that I would enjoy chatting with the guy because he's a true believer. Does that make sense? Sure. Like he he yeah. believes yeah. the things that he says. And people might be saying, how do you know this, Jack? Well, because if you look at the man's political career, you go back and see a video of him in the 90s when there was a, a, a another senator in who, who used a, a slur on the floor. And Senator Sanders reclaimed his time to clarify if that individual was using a slur on the floor. Meaning the guy has been an advocate for the things that he has believed in for yeah. many, many, many years. Consistency. Yeah. Very, yep. very consistent. Yep. 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 And so I would really like to talk to the guy. Conversely, I'd like to talk to anybody who is a true believer on what any political side they happen to fall on. I don't like talking to salesmen. And unfortunately, what you have in a lot of the political parties that we have right now are salespeople. Ted Cruz isn't really a politician. He's a salesman, right? Donald okay. Trump isn't really a politician. He's a salesman. And so I'll give you another, Pramila Jayapal salesperson these are salespeople. they're trying yeah, to sell yeah. you on a pitch and i just i can't vibe with it i want to talk to somebody who doesn't it doesn't matter if there's a camera there doesn't matter if you're the only person in the room mm. consistency that's what i want for my party. has the to your point about them being practiced and polished and sales pitching is that the result of the evolution of how we consume news and the soundbite generation and how politicians have to interact with their constituents i think partially i also think that there is a in order to be a politician, you have to kill a part of yourself in order to do because you're mm. you're literally talking about other human beings' lives. Yeah, and I think the yeah. totality of, of that understanding is you have to bury a piece of yourself in order to excel in that field. Does that make yeah, sense? Complete sense. And yeah. some people choose to keep that piece of themselves very safe and very, you know, and they choose to enrich that piece of themselves and being a very difficult position and other people just to kill it right in the, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, look at what Ted Cruz said the other day about, about the freeze that was coming to Texas. Did you see this? When uh -uh. he tweeted out, no. he said, Hey, make sure that you keep warm. And if you're getting too cold, come join me in Cancun. It was on his Twitter feed. Yeah. Which he was trying to poke light at himself, but yeah, it's also yeah, kind of yeah. dark and kind of macabre fun, being yeah. that a lot of people froze to death in Texas. Oh, Trucker James says, so I've got a great question. Qualified immunity. I don't believe police should have it. Case in point, back when I was in the military, we didn't have it. So if we didn't follow the rules of engagement, we could be court-martialed in jails. So if not even the military can have it, I don't believe the police should. Your thoughts? Yeah, it is It is really bizarre to me. The thing about the reason that police officers have it is because we as a society have determined that the state has a monopoly on the legitimacy of violence. And so... Because of that responsibility, we give police a lot of leeway. And yet at the same time, I also see the other side of that argument, which is when you decide to take a human being's life, are we just giving you a license to kill? And unfortunately, for many decades in the United States, that was the case. If a police officer killed somebody, generally it was considered to be acceptable in the pursuit of justice, whatever it might be. Right? I don't think policing has changed as much as our witnessing of how police do their job. Well, look at I'm, what I'm saying, Spike, is that if you look at the prosecutions that have gone against police, yeah. if you, it's kind of a flat line up until about just post Rodney King, and mm -hmm. then you see this very slow uptick since the mid '90s right. in the 
prosecution of police officers who have killed other people in the line of duty. Now it's standard that during a police shooting, they're always investigated. It used to be those guys went right back out on the beat, right? right, right and now right. those guys yep. are often they're put on administrative leave, the investigation unfolds, so on and so forth. Um, I do think, though, that there's this world in which we can support our policemen and women and be very thankful and be very grateful, and that yet also at the same time hold them to a very high standard. Same thing we do with teachers. Absolutely, and right? I think all, all police, all law enforcement officers would, would ask for and expect the same. I, I think so as yeah. well. I also think, though, that there needs to be more psychological screening when it comes for people who want to be cops, because that's a job. You get the wrong person. Yeah. You're uh, yeah. You right. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to get a couple of loon bags out there uh, on Nikki Haley skipping the debate. Is she kidding? Skip a, f- a free few hour platform to uh, propound her views. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nikki uh, is part of the machine. Nikki is part of that gross political machine Mm -hmm. and she knows how the machine works and she knows how to play with the machine and so i think she understands that if she's the only person on the debate stage little awkward right little awkward i think nikki's had ample ample opportunity to tell us her views yes and the people who care care and people who don't don't and one more hour is going to make a difference but when she can say hey i either debate trump or i don't debate that's a moment so, yes, or over the weekend, I had COVID hands. Uh, so this is a, something that I had never known could be a thing. And so I thought Dr. Z could come on and explain to everybody. I had never heard this or seen what this either. COVID hands are. And Spike is going to verify this because he's seen the pictures and Laura's seen the pictures of my big old mouse. I never want hands. to see them again. My Mickey Mouse balloon hands is what I had. So we're going to chat with Dr. Z about what that is. An Idaho lawmaker wants to ban mask mandates for public employees. And also... Surgeon General clears an activity that Spike O'Neill says should be illegal, he says, because he's a fascist. We'll talk about it when we get back right after this.